Success Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Today's episode is another addition to our Outdoor Adventure Series. Now, the Outdoor Adventure Series celebrates individuals, families, businesses, and organizations that seek out and promote the exploration of the great outdoors. Our guest today is Colleen Minnick. Now, Colleen is a corporate America escapee. I love that. She is now a full-time freelance outdoor photographer, writer, publisher, instructor, motivational speaker. I could go on and on. And what I love about Colleen is just the creativity that she has surrounded herself with. She specializes in nature and outdoor recreation. Her purpose as an outdoor communicator is to inspire and help others enjoy the great outdoors. And she's also authored a number of award-winning guidebooks, which I hope we're going to chat about, Wild in Arizona, where she's photographing Arizona's wildflowers, and a guide to when, where, and how, and photographing Arcadia National Park, the essential guide to when, where, and how. I see a pattern here. Colleen, it's such a pleasure to have you on the Success Inside podcast and the Outdoor Adventure Series. Oh, it's a pleasure and an honor, Howard. Thanks so much for this chat. I'm looking forward to it. Fantastic. As I was sharing before we actually you know, hit the record button, I mean, there's just so much to chat about. And the one that really piqued me is, you know, you had shared... I'm a corporate America escapee, and I, and I, and I, as I like to say, I'm a recovering IT business consultant. I love it. So, yeah. So <laughs> I would love if you could, before we get into really the, the, the passion that you have and the work that you're doing today and the outdoors focus, is talk a little bit about your background, because I, I love to hear the story of how somebody... You know, we grow up, we do things, our parents take us on vacations, et cetera, et cetera. And then we get in, we have to get that infamous J-O-B, which you had. Yep. Uh, Jack. Yeah. But then you you did a a hard left. And so I'd like to hear a little bit more about kind of leading up to that hard left. You bet, Howard. Yeah, I never intended this career path as an outdoor photographer, writer, and all of the other things that I get myself into. I grew up in Ohio, Arkansas, and Illinois. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, I spent a lot of time in the outdoors, particularly in Arkansas. I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, on a creek just about a half mile from the Arkansas River. I climbed trees. I played in tree houses. I played with frogs. But the hold of success in the American dream really started taking on as I went to school. I did a lot with athletics. I did a lot with academics. And so I was pulled away from the outdoors as I went through high school, as I went through college. And so I was on this track where I thought that I needed to decide what I wanted to be when I grew up, when I was 18 or 17. You know, when, when people start asking you in high school, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And even earlier, right? And you just sort of make things up. And, and really, at that time, I didn't know. I wanted to be happy and I wanted to make a lot of money. (laughs) Those two things. And, um, you know, I thought maybe I'd be a pilot, maybe a lawyer, maybe an architect. Like it was all very professional, like straight. And then I would stay with that career forever and ever and ever. And I would retire at 65 and then I'd go off and I'd have this fabulous life. 
I went to school um, at Stanford for a year. I transferred to the University of Michigan and Ann Arbor, and I studied business administration. Stanford didn't have an undergraduate business program, so I ended up transferring to Michigan, which did. I studied computer information systems at the height of the tech boom. I mean, what better way to make money than to get in on that? I ended up getting a job with Intel Corporation, which is how I moved to Chandler, Arizona, where I live today. And I just got really, really stressed out working for the corporate America ordeal. And so I ended up taking up photography as a hobby. I I hadn't slept in a tent until 1997. So it was very late. Um, it was in Joshua Tree. My friends took me backpacking and I spent all night going, what was that? What was that? <laughs> um, I was just terrified of the dark. I was terrified of the wild. And when I picked up a camera, it started to be my escape. It started to be where I felt I found comfort. Um, I found beauty. I found a lack of expectations, which again was very comforting. Um, I, it was a place where I felt myself, um, where I didn't have the stresses of life, and I didn't have you know a manager asking me for unreasonable deadlines and things like that. And so, it started the outdoors started as an escape, and now it's transitioned over time into being more of my home, is what I would call it, and a place that I love to bring people and share the experience with with them. So that's that's sort of the short of it. <laughs> Okay. You know, I, I'm curious when you were growing up and in our, you were saying in Little Rock and I've, I've been there once, I've seen the river. It's beautiful. It's beautiful there. Was this the, you know, this is where the grandparents live, family, getaway family down there, or the parents, you and, the, you and the family just love to go down there? No, so my, I was born in, in Akron, Ohio, and my dad got transferred 10 weeks later. So I actually uh, knew, I, I saw Akron once when I was like 38. So I don't really associate myself with, with Ohio too much. Um, I grew up, my dad just got transferred to Little Rock, Arkansas, and he thought, why not? It was a good job opportunity. And so, no, we were actually completely alone, isolated from family. Most of the families in the Chicago area. Okay. And so, um, Illinois and Indiana specifically, I grew up, I spent, uh, so 10 weeks until I was eight, eight years old, which is pretty transformational years. It's where I learned to read. It's where I started social connections. I mean, that's, it's a pretty transformational time, that time frame. Yeah. Now, when you then went to school and I, I totally, you know, I, I totally get your journey. Uh, I mean, similar, but different in, in a way. I mean, I, I got into photography very early in my life. Mm. Never really. I, I went into the wedding photographer. I was. I started off as a. Oh, bless your soul! <laughs> that's exactly it. Oh, good for you. Which is probably why I'm still single in my old age. But uh, <laughs> you know, I just I, I gave up my weekends because I was. I started yeah. off as a side lighter, and then I eventually finished it, and then and and I just I at one point I gave up the camera because I didn't want to be around people. Yeah. Know? And yep. people are purposely not in my pictures to this day. <laughs> uh, I'm not in my pictures to this day. I'm uh, not either. <laughs> so when you, so you began this, you've got the journey, you're in Arkansas, you're getting asked these same questions. What do you want to be when you grow up? You went down the IT path. Intel, that's, you know, in the tech boom, that was definitely one of the places to be. Oh, yeah. Move, and 
Was there a moment and, you know, in coaching, we have this proverbial aha moment or this moment of insight, which is why we call it success insight. Uh, (laughs) Was there a moment where you thought, you know, this is just not working out for me. I, and I needed that outlet, which you, you picked up the camera. What was that moment? I'm curious what that moment was like of that insight where I need something different. Sure. So how I actually ended up in a class was sort of an accident, um, or at least it wasn't my doing, that's for sure. Um, My mom recognized that I was getting very stressed out. And so she found this class for me. Um, And she... (laughs) She did. Yeah, right. And in the most (laughs) loving way said, Colleen, I think you need to get a life. Um, (laughs) Be careful what you ask for, Ma. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I knew though, when I went to that first class, I knew that something special was happening and I, I, I couldn't at the time really contain it or express it or understand it even. But it, the class, that first day, that class was so important to me that I still have the outfit I wore to that class in my closet. And it's a reminder to me to never forget where I came from. And so like I knew, but I didn't know that it was going to take me on in this direction. Like I had no idea. I mean, I didn't know what an aperture was. I didn't know what an eye is. So like, I didn't even know how to make a photograph, like let alone try to sell it and make a career out of it. So that was that latter part was definitely more gradual. Um, as I got deeper into photography and it was just a week class. So it was just a little taste of it. Um, as I was going out to photograph and started traveling a bit more and getting connected with nature and like starting to learn more about nature, like that started building up. I ended up selling my work, starting to sell my work in 2003 at art shows as kind of a for fun. Like I was like, I wonder what would happen. And this, oh, like, wow. I feel like this is like my whole story is like, I, it's, it's all about curiosity and being like, I wonder what if, like, what if I did this? And so that started very early in 2003. And then that got sort of big. And I started doing a whole bunch of art shows. And then I started selling my work to editorial outlets and calendar companies and stock. And like, it just sort of built up enough where right around 2006, I had enough business as a photographer to sustain myself. Like I could, I could live independently. I was married at the time, but I could live, I could support myself through photography, but I was also trying to work 60, 80 hours a week at Intel. And so that became, I started having health problems. Like it was, it was a lot of stress. And so uh, I want I don't remember the exact date, but I definitely had an aha moment where I said, I, I came home from work. It was a horrible day. And I said to my ex-husband, I said, I will gladly give every penny of my salary back for this to stop. And so, and I get really, I get emotional about it because it was sure. so hard and so painful, but it was filled with a lot of guilt because I had a great job. I had great coworkers. I had a six-figure salary. I had bonuses. Like It was one of those moments where I had checked all the boxes for the American dream. And I was still, I was miserable. It was making me so miserable. And so that was when I decided that I was going to leave Intel on my own accord. And I did on February 28th, 2007, which I consider my personal independence day. So that's sort of how that all came together. You know, I love that. And I remember 
2005, six-ish, I was in Victoria, British Columbia. And as a, as a photographer, I've no doubt you've been up to the, mm-hmm. in that area. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. Beautiful. And what was really amazing there is how could I be in one of the most beautiful places in the world and be so incredibly miserable? Yep. And then I took my journey, which was, I'm going back to school. Uh, nice. And, and I went into coaching. Uh, leadership development. And then that became much like your photography was kind of like a, what I call a side hustle at the time. Sure. You know, I was getting good at it. I can make some money at this. And eventually you realize, you know, I like this side hustle much better than I like the JLB. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. And I I think, you know, this idea that we're going to work, 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 give our soul up to the man, if you will, um, until we're like 65 and you know, then we'll go live life. Um, that never resonated with me. My grandfather, well, my grandparents, my mother's parents had this dream of traveling the country in an RV, going around and seeing all the different sites. And my grandfather died in his fifties. He never made it to retirement. He never made it to that dream of traveling around the country in the RV. And then my grandmother ended up with cancer, living alone and just not really wanting to do something like that on her own. And so she never did it either. And so I had to, I, I, this idea that we're waiting to live was just not something that I could, I could handle. And I certainly can't handle it now. I mean, my whole motto for being is you can sleep when you're dead, right? Right. (laughs) Trying to, trying to, you know, grab life with both hands and fill it with things that mean something to us, that bring us joy, that help us grow, that, that challenge us and things like that. And so when it came down to the choice of, do I sit in this job that I cannot like I, 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 lo- I literally couldn't stand up or sit down based on the health problems that I was having. Right. And so it was like, do I just, what do I do there that's going to bring meaning and purpose to my life when I have photography and I don't have any idea what I'm doing with photography. Like I'm just making all of this up. And that's, that's very scary. Right. Um, but it's so much more fulfilling. It's so much more rewarding. And it's... I think part of why we, some people can't make that jump, and it is a very big jump. Don't get me wrong; very scary. scary. Very scary. But I think they don't. We don't, they don't have the confidence, and I didn't have the confidence for a long time that I could actually pull this off. Like that, I could be resourceful enough. I had the skills. I had the connections, and you know those continue to improve. They get better every year. Mm-hmm. But having that confidence in yourself that you will, you will figure this out. I mean, my backup plan was to go flip hamburgers at McDonald's. So, <laughs> and I was serious. I was serious. Mine was a uh, a Starbucks in Cancun. You know, See, just there a, you go. A, that was it. That was, and I had that on my screensaver. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you'd figure it out, right? Yeah. That's not a bad way to live life. And right. so, I, I mean, either serving coffee at Starbucks or being miserable. Like, right. is that really a choice? I don't know. It, for me, it wasn't. For me, well, it wasn't. And I love the fact that you've you recognize that I want to be happy, and this is not making me happy. And as you know, it, from a coaching perspective, and I see this so much because of the type of work that I do, is most people they're either afraid 
to to make the leap and, and are unwilling to even contemplate it. Sure. To to lay that to begin to lay that groundwork. As you were developing this capability, the skill, the eye for photography, when did it start to perhaps expand beyond the just going to the art shows? I mean, I, I couldn't admit I well, I don't. I don't know if I could want to sit in, in an art booth because I used to see those in Chicago. <laughs> you know, you set up the booth, you get all right? the pictures, and I love the pictures. And as a photographer, I was kind of envious because they're <laughs> they're out here making money, and I'm working at my job that I really didn't like. <laughs> when did this love of photography kind of expand to? I mean, your portfolio of work, the writing, the education, the coaching others to want, uh, to want to go out and explore, when did that begin to evolve for you? I, I think it started evolving right away. And I would, I would consider it more like a stair step, if you will, like a stair step evolution. So I did the art shows for a number of years. And... What ended up happening with the art shows is that I felt I was very, very thrilled and honored to have people put one of my images in their house, you know, over their fireplace, in their den, whatever. Like that was a, that was a big honor. Um, I started to want to influence people more than just one at a time. And that's when I started doing more articles. I started writing more with my photography because I could reach a, a broader audience. And then as I wrote articles, I thought, well, maybe I could write books and really expand my voice and really solidify what I had to say about the world. And then it became, and then I want to teach people because I want to bring people to these places. And so for me, it's just been like one step at a time. And, you know, I don't know what the next step looks like, but as you get into these things, you kind of start to feel like, oh, you know, this is fun. I wonder what... I wonder what, what if, what if I did this? Let me try this. And a lot of things that I say what if to or and I try don't work out, but there are things that do. And then I just keep following them. And so it's just been, it's been pretty gradual, but it's been one, one step bigger and bigger and bigger and wider and broader at a time. That's very interesting. And when you began to delve into the writing, adding that to your work. Was writing, was that something you were just kind of naturally inclined to? Was that something like, oh my God, how do I write a book? How do I write an article? I mean, how did that evolve? So funny enough, um, during my senior year in college, I had proclaimed that I wanted to write a book, but I didn't know what to write about. Um, in hindsight, I was a contributor for my elementary school newsletter. I loved it so much that I went home and I created a family newsletter for my, <laughs> my parents and my brother. I'm sure they were thrilled. Um, I, and all of my uh, college classes, most of them were writing-based. I actually was very poor at taking multiple-choice tests. I still am today. And so I would look for classes that had writing and essays um, as a part of their, their deliverables. And so I took a lot of creative writing classes in college. Um, and so it... like 
I went away from the idea. I went away from that dream of, I want to write a book someday because I went to Intel. You make a lot of money. Like that's what you do. You write code, you write test cases, you write use cases. Um, And so I feel like the photography really brought me back to the writing. I, I still have an immense amount to learn with it. Um, you know, I'm, I've written a few guidebooks, as you mentioned before, but I'm in the middle of trying to write a memoir, which is like on the complete opposite spectrum of technical writing. Every time I do something new, I feel like I'm just right. I'm, I'm learning something different, particularly with the writing, but also with creativity in general, just not with, not only with photography, but writing and other aspects of, of, you know, what my world looks like. There's that childhood toy not my childhood because I'm a little older. Uh, maybe yours, Transformers. You know those little things? You, you, <laughs> my brother you, had those, and yeah. And they turn into <laughs> something else. And as you're chatting, I'm thinking, I mean, this is definitely a transformation. You know, maybe it's the, you know, you're an outdoors uh, enthusiast. Uh, the sure. What's that insect? Um, caterpillar turns into the butterfly. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really... I mean, we go, you've gone, you went in with these sets of skills, experience, expertise, and then little by little, there's this transformation that's occurring. And and within that transformation, there's a different, for the sake of a better word, a toolbox. You know, you're at your, Mm. your creative toolbox that you're continuing to use and to evolve. And what I love about this story with you today, Colleen, is this, this is a testament to one, we should be pursuing what we love and what we're passionate about. Um, mm. And if that means, you know, maybe, I mean, not that you or I or anybody else disappoints our parents. Well, you should have been a, law- a lawyer. Your dad was a lawyer. Your brother's a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. But you actually pursue something that's going to make you happy. And what I love is you're, you've made or are continuing to make a great career out of this. and. Along the way, had you picked up, um, I don't know, if maybe you call, picked up is probably the wrong choice of words, but been introduced and become friends with guides along the way, mentors along the way? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, everything from teachers to coaches to just mentors, other um, friends in general, workshop clients. I feel like I can get inspiration from anywhere and everywhere. And um, everybody has a different background. Everybody has a different set of experiences. And I feel like I have something to learn from from everyone. So absolutely. Okay. And as you are... As you are doing the work, this work, and, and I wouldn't even call it work. As you're as you're living your life happily, it's hard to call it work when it's so fun. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, what are some of the activities you're involved with now that are really, you know, really passion focused? I mean, you, again, you we can take pictures, we can write a book, you, we can make a difference in other people's lives, which I have no doubt you're doing. Uh, what are some of those passion kind of work pieces of work in addition to the memoir that you're doing now? 
Yeah, certainly the memoir is is very consuming in a, in a positive way. Like it's working through a lot of things and trying to frame the ride, if you will, um, through an experience that I had in 2015 and and really to present day. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we talked about finding, you know, being rich and, and being happy. And when I left Intel and I took on the photography, I still wasn't happy. And so it really wasn't until fairly recently where I understood like where fulfillment came from. And that's really the focus of my memoir. Um, but in addition to that, I'm, I'm working on the second edition of Photographing Acadia guidebook. So that's coming out shortly. Um, I'm publishing a book for my dear friend, Guy Tall. His book is Another Day Not Wasted. What I have found is that I, I love the book publishing process. Like I love everything about it. I love the design. I love InDesign. I love font colors and and <laughs> kerning and like I love all it's like a really good application of my perfectionist tendencies and I love every bit about it. And so a lot of my focus is around publishing books. And in the whole scope of what I want to want to do with my life is to help inspire other people. The other thing that's going on right now is I have an exhibition um, called The Current Flows, Water in the Arid West. And it is a solo photography exhibit of 16 of my images from the Colorado River watershed. And they're all 16 images are from different adventures that I have, whether I've been rafting or I've been stand-up paddleboarding, which are two of my favorite things to do in the whole world. Um, which is an ironic thing because I'm ter- I was terrified of water where I couldn't see my feet for a good solid 40 years of my life. So, t- you know, that's another like irony of my life, <laughs> like facing fear and just getting through it. So, um, the current flows is an exhibition that was curated by Jean Falk Adams, who is Ansel Adams' daughter-in-law. And mm-hmm. it is being offered in conjunction with a broader exhibit called Vital Waters, which is black and white photography from Ansel Adams, Ernest Brooks, Scott Campbell, Chuck Davis and others. And that's out in Pueblo, Colorado through January of 2022. And so for wow. me, that's, that's a big way to celebrate not only my time with water, my relationship with water, but also trying to inspire uh, other people to connect with water and where it comes from and our water management issues and drought that we're having out West. It's, it's a big deal. Oh yes, definitely, and definitely we'll definitely put the, the links back to the, to the exhibit you know, in, in, Excellent. In, in Pueblo. And you said something, and this is the coach and me head <laughs> working, put it, you wanted to get some information, some of the, what you're doing around passion and w- what you want to do, what's going to make you happy and have that show up in your memoir. Okay. Is this, activity that you then just describe part of that passion is it you know because at the end of the day your your i've no doubt your memoir is going to say figure out what you want to do what are your skills what are your loves figure out a way to do it and you know maybe you're not going to have six figures i mean i came that close to six figures it's not all it's cut out to be it trust me it's not all it's cut <laughs> out to, i would rather i would rather be extremely happy than to have six figures, but it is, is this new work feeding that desire in your, that's going to go into your memoir about being happy uh, and, and, and having that passion? 
Yeah, the funny thing is, is it all kind of ties together. So the events of 2015, I actually just wanted to write an adventure travel story. I was going to cross uh, Lake Powell on my stand-up paddleboard with my mom, who was going to do it in, an, in a kayak. And um, things didn't go according to plan. Um, that was in November of 2015. But when I started sitting down to write it, um, I realized that there was a bigger story to it about why I did that. And I, the reason I did it is my my ex-husband and I decided to separate four weeks before my 40th birthday. Mm. And I decided on my 40th birthday um, to take myself stand-up paddleboarding in Moab, Utah. I was supposed to be somewhere exotic like Tahiti, <laughs> but life doesn't, you know, uh, a life of privilege, of course, but uh, life doesn't always uh, go according to plan. And so... Um, I was in Moab and I stand up paddleboarding in rapids for the first time oh, and wow. I fell in. And oh, for someone who doesn't like water, um, I normally hyperventilate. Um, I, I get very, I basically go into full blown panic. And when I fell in in Moab, I didn't on my 40th birthday. And that was like a what like moment. It was like, what just happened? And so the memoir sort of takes me, takes hopefully readers through uh, eventually the events of, of, you know, April where I fell in um, preparing for this November trip, not being successful in the November trip. And for someone who overachieved for 40 years of her life to fail twice, fail quotes, um, uh, <laughs> it wasn't failing. I didn't think that at the time, but now I, it now I understand it. Yeah. We it's learning. Fail, we learn. And so, yeah, to, to fail basically twice in an eight month time frame, my head exploded. And so yeah. part of the memoir is the aftermath of that and what happiness, how I actually pieced my way back to fulfillment and happiness in a way that I was not expecting. And so, um, the current flows exhibition, how that ties into that is a lot of my work for the last five, six years has been around the Colorado River. I mean, I fell in the water and I fell in love with the river. And the current flows is basically from the last five years of my my work as a photographer, as a explorer outdoors, you know, stand-up paddleboarder, rafter, whatnot. And so they they tie together. Um but, you know, with the current flows, you know, a lot of it is water management, but it's also about finding your own flow. I mean, the title right. of the memoir is Going With the Flow. Um, at least it is right now. And so right. it's finding like your it. flow, but, but there, there's a catch. But. There's, There's a, a catch. Point. And it goes back to what you were talking about earlier about, you know, doing what your parents wanted you to do. Um, personal and societal expectations can get us out of our flow. They can make us... Mm -hmm fight upstream. And I did that for a long time. And you find your flow when, when you kind of embrace your own curiosities and your own passions, even, even if it goes against societal and, and perhaps even previously held, you know, strongly held personal expectations, which was mine. Sure. Um, so sure. Sure. there's, yeah, there's now, a bit of a twist with that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I love, well, I love those twists because I mean, everything just is, as I listen to what you are sharing with us, there's definitely, there, there's connections. If we look back, yeah. there's connections along the way. And I love that. And by the way, there's Lake Las Vegas is literally like 20 minutes from me, <laughs> as is Lake Mead. Lake but, Mead, um, yep. But yeah, I crossed, I crossed Lake Mead on a stand-up paddleboard. Uh, I went... It took me nine days. I did six of it solo um, oh, wow. in 2018. And that's that's in the memoir. That's part of the 
but yeah, anyway. Very you'll... good. Well, I, 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 part of me wants to learn how to uh, stand up paddleboard. I, I, you know, oh, you got to try it. I, I could be in better shape. Let's say <laughs> I sit a lot. I, I'm in front of a computer a lot, even though I'm coaching and helping people. Sure. It's a sitting, you know, it'd be nice if I was out and about and walking on trails, coaching people, but I don't do that just yet, but who knows? Well, next time I'm through Vegas, I'll bring my, I have two boards. So we'll, I'll, we'll go paddle boarding. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a plan. Well, I'll, I'll do some, pra- I'll do a couple of practice okay. beforehand, but, <laughs> but, you know, coming out to Vegas, I mean, for me, you know, it was an opportunity that I did, couldn't say no to. Or didn't want to say no to. Didn't want to, yeah. Didn't want to. And I'm doing something I love, which is getting out to see the stars. I love the Mm. desert. And I love nighttime, you know, Milky Way photography. And, uh, you know, you said something early on when we were, some of your interests, you know, I want to be a a doctor, a lawyer, a pilot. There's um, Ralph uh, uh, Rohner. And actually, his friends Benjamin Barakat are going to be. The, Ralph was on my podcast. Benjamin, and we're going to mm. do his episode tomorrow. Uh, but Ben, uh, uh, Ralph is a pilot for one of the big, you know, international airlines, and he does dark sky photography, the Milky cool. Way. But he's taken, so he's a pilot, but he also takes a lot of his photos from the cockpit. That's cool. That's oh, I'd cool. love to so, see that. Yeah. So I'll share that link with you. That's cool. And, and you can listen to his episode on our on the Absolutely. podcast. There's, there's a couple of images there. Uh, but yeah, you could have been, you may have become the pilot <laughs> still been doing the photography. I could have. Yeah. I, you know, could have, would have, should have, right? <laughs> There's a lot of things I could have done. I need about a hundred. Well, no, I need a million lifetimes to do all, fit all the things that I want to want to try. A couple more hours in the day. Right. At least nine yeah. lives, like a cat, maybe. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, scientists are working on that, but yeah, we'll see. So, I'm curious too. Is now for our listeners, I met Colleen through an organization that I was introduced to really this year, the Outdoor Writers Association of America. How did you get in? And you're you've been involved with them for quite a bit. I know you've had some leadership roles in the organization. Uh, share with our listeners a little bit more about your involvement with the OWAA. You bet. So I was invited to be to be a speaker at one of their conferences, the 2010 conference in Rochester, Minnesota specifically, uh, by a contact I had here in Arizona. Um, I had been invited to do a speaking engagement with a local camera club and a gentleman named Jim Smith, who passed away uh, a number of years ago, he was connected with OWAA. And after he heard me talk, he said, you know, you need, I, we got to have you at the conference. And I think you would love this organization. And the funny thing is, is at that time, um, when I left Intel at 2007 through 2010, before that conference, I had not been doing a whole lot of landscape photography at all because I had had a mentor who said I would never make it as a landscape photographer. And yeah. That's not a mentor, by the way. Well, I think he was though. Like he was really great with a lot of things. And he was coming from a, a point of his career was in the middle of changing pretty substantially stock market the stock photography market was kind of crashing and so right. um i think he was he had the best intentions 
um, to, he didn't want me to get hurt. He didn't want me to fail. And so I, and, and in hindsight, I'm actually very glad that he told me because it made me a better photographer. I ended up photographing everything but landscape photography and weddings. I couldn't bring myself to do weddings. Sorry. For you. Sorry, See, Howard. That's <laughs> I, okay. I only could take so much stress and pressure. I, I, I still shiver <laughs> when I go by a church or a synagogue. I you bet. Know, literally, you I know, bet. it's been many years, but I still shiver like on a Saturday at four o'clock. You hear the bells and it's like, yeah. Yeah. So I was, I, I was photographing like jewelry and soccer and senior portraits and architecture. And every time I'd be like, man, I just don't really love this at all, but I got to make money. So like, here we go again. And food, I photographed food for three years commercially. And so like, none of it really felt great. But when you've just left your job, you're like, okay, well, this is what it's going to be. And when I went to the Outdoor Writers Association of America conference, I saw hundreds of people being successful at outdoor communications. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, I, I mean, if they can do it, like, what, what do they have that I don't? And, and it turns out that there were a few things that I didn't have that they had. They were very, very talented. And I learned from them tremendously over the years. Um, but I became a member. Um, I became actively involved in the leadership. So I've served as secretary. I'm currently the treasurer. I actually spent six months as the interim executive director a couple of few years ago. And so um, I'm... I feel like the organization has given me an amplified voice. It's taken me in new directions beyond just photography and writing. It's blogging. It's how to start a publishing company was from OWAA. How to write a book was from OWAA. How to start a blog was OWAA. How to write a sentence was OWAA. So um, I feel like it's... For me, I really just want to give back to an organization that's given me so much. And the the people there are some of my closest friends. Like they're, Everybody is very supportive. We all do very, very different things. Um, and that's the beauty of the organization um, is that we can learn from each other and our experiences in really, really unique ways. Fantastic. And I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, getting more uh, of, uh, uh, I don't know, insights from just kind of participating in the organization. I think I finally attended my first membership meeting this past you know, week or two. And yep. uh, I am going, I am going to the conference Yay! in Vermont. I will I've see you there. <laughs> I, we'll see each other. And I'm going to have, uh, I think that hopefully the colors will be in, uh, aligned and yep. bring my cameras and uh, maybe even do a podcast episode up there. Oh, that would be possible. so fun. Yeah. This October, it'll be, it'll, it should be beautiful weather. It should be beautiful color, like you say. And to see people, see friends and make new connections after the year, year and a half that we've been through with the pandemic, right. like it's going to be pretty special time. Yeah, most definitely that. So Colleen, if our listeners would like to learn more about you and your work, and, and by the way, I feel like we could just continue. We can. And let's, just, <laughs> let's just dissect everything that you're doing now and we could be on for quite a while. So we'd love to invite you back. To talk oh, I'd love that, Howard. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But, in the interim, if our listeners would like to learn more about you and the work that you're doing, where's the best places to do that? Yeah, pretty much everything that I do is accessible from my website. So it's www.colleenminick.com. It's C-O-L-L-E-E-N-M-I-N-I-U-K.com. 
I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, those are the two social media outlets that I spend the most time with. So that's the best way to connect. You can find books, you can find my workshops, my online webinars, uh, my blogs, my Dear Bubble column, all sorts of things from my website. Fantastic. And at some point, maybe, okay, the next episode that we work on together, I want to hear about Dear Bubbles oh, and sure. where that name came from. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna leave our audience in suspense. Right hanging, now. So, yes. Hey, we'll leave them hanging. Cue more. the music. That's right. That's right. So before we head out, if you had to, and this is kind of the gotcha question, because had you finished the questionnaire I sent you, which I didn't <laughs> do, but had you done that, there. This is the gotcha question, and I know you're going to handle this with flair. Okay. Um, oh boy. No pressure. No oh pressure. boy. I'm feeling pressure. If you were going to share an insight with someone, and we call this an insight to go, uh, could be a book, an article, maybe a quote, something to share with our listeners about why it's important to live your life intentionally and with Mm. choice and to be happy. What would that insight to go be? I'm not going to remember the entire quote on the spot, but it would be a quote by Rilke, which is to live your questions now. Um, A lot of us, I think, wait, you know, until we have answers and we're not confident in the uncertainty. Um, There are endless questions. And when you learn the answer to one question, you're going to have another question in front of you. And so instead of being so concerned with the pursuit of answers, I would suggest living the questions and living them fully. And I wish that I could remember the entire quote by Roque, but it's it's a beautiful quote. Um, I, my biggest takeaway is to just live the questions and it's okay to be unsettled. It's okay to, to be scared and fear uncertainty. You're trying something new and um, that's you know, that's exciting, but it's also scary. Um, but understanding that, that you'll figure it out. You'll be okay. Like you'll, you always do like, and you're trying your best. So that's, that's what I would leave people with. Very good. Thank you. And we will, with the beauty of podcasting and recording beforehand, when we get the show notes up and the episode up, we'll, we'll have a, a link somewhere to that quote. Yeah, you uh, bet. Because I think that's important. I think what you shared is so very important. And as a coach, I realize that as well. Absolutely. Uh, Colleen, it's been an absolute pleasure to get to know you through OWA and really just your openness and uh, to, to come onto the podcast and share a little bit about your journey. And uh, quite frankly, you know, you are just down the road from me. So I know, I, right. I, I, I know our <laughs> paths are going to cross and Absolutely. I'm excited about that. And, um, you know, it's inspiring, not only for me, because as someone who loves photography, love is loving the outdoors. Cause I never did that back sure. home in Chicago or growing up in Detroit, not to the extent we get to do it now here in the Southwest. So it really, it's inspiring and your, your photos are, are just beautiful. And by the way, I want to ask <laughs> Thank for you. you. Howard. Thank you. I'm blushing. Love, yeah. I can see that our listeners <laughs> won't be able to see it because we're not sharing the video. Uh, however, if it's possible, if you're open to sharing, maybe a handful of pictures we can put on our, on yeah, our show notes. I think absolutely. I'd, I'd love our listeners to kind of, see uh some of your your great work okay yeah absolutely i appreciate that thank you fantastic 
Uh, and again, thank you again. It's been an absolute pleasure and uh, we'll do this again, hopefully. Absolutely, Howard. Thanks so much for your time and the chat. It's been wonderful. Very good. All right, folks, we have just been chatting with Colleen Minnick. She's an outdoor, uh, really adventure, you know, enthusiast in, you know, as we had shared, uh, an escapee from corporate America, which I can totally appreciate. And it just kind of hearing about her journey to becoming really just a, an accomplished photographer, writer, publisher, and just so much going on. And not only, you know, to feed her need, desire to be happy and fulfilled, but also the work she's doing to help others go on that same uh, journey as well. And we do hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode with that message, which was a constant current, you can use that metaphor from i.e. the Colorado River, uh, but there's a, that was the constant current is be happy. And as she had shared in the insight to go live your questions now, uh, we can uh, uh, recommend you visit uh, Colleen on her website, ColleenMinnick.com. We'll have the back links there and we'll also have the links back to uh, her Facebook uh, and Instagram social sites. We'll also provide you uh, the backlinks to her book, Wild in Arizona, and photographing uh, Acadia National Park as well. And really, hopefully, we'll, we'll get Colleen back on, and there's so much more to, to, to chat about. So just a, uh, looking forward to, the, to continuing this journey with Colleen as well. Okay, folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there, have a phenomenal day. Do let us know what you thought of today's episode, you can visit us on successinsightpodcast.com. We're on Instagram. We are on Instagram, but we're also on Facebook and on LinkedIn on our Success Insight Podcast pages. All of the major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Uh, also, do check us out on Spotify. That's one of our major uh, platforms as well. We have a playlist called the Outdoor Adventure Series. And so uh, this episode will be on that series as well. And you'll be able to listen to this episode with Colleen as well as all of our other Outdoor Adventure Series episodes. Okay, folks, once again, go out, have a phenomenal day, and we will see you on the next episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Take care now. Success Insight is a production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.